0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Echoes in the Void Thinking in Public podcast. We hope you enjoy.
1: What's going on with social media, Victor? Why does it make you so mad?
0: (laughs) So, oh my, okay, so first off, first off, social media, in and of itself isn't like a bad thing, you know? I get it. Social media is cool. It allows people to connect and to talk, and it has benefits. However, when it's used for data collection and for essentially... Human information harvesting, uh, sold to the highest bidders, and that's kind of not cool, kind of not okay. Specifically, right now, TikTok, fuck them, (laughs) hard. They're
2: yeah, um, I've heard about some controversy that's going on, but I'm not too sure. Explain it to me like a like a small child. uh,
1: Explain to us boomers what TikTok is and what's going on in the TikTok world.
0: Yeah, so starting with it's you know Chinese owned co- uh, company and app, and it's essentially spyware. I'm gonna start with broad you know boom app accusations. I'm kind of sound like a crazy person, but I encourage people to. I'm gonna try to find the links to before this goes out, so I don't sound entirely crazy without sauce. Which are no sniffing out. So Apple has caught them spying on people through their cameras and collecting their information. Australia has also done the same. I, I don't know exactly which part of Australia is government has you know found this but uh, some part of their cyber intelligence security team has found that out and reverse engineered parts of it and just found that information it's collecting is essentially your phone everything you do Everything that goes on your phone and everything you do with your phone, they're collecting it. It's going to a database, and there's such tight security protocols on it that it has revolving encryptions very regularly. So even if you do try to, feed, you know, try to reverse engineer it, you only have a limited amount of time before everything gets encrypted again.
1: Uh, what's being encrypted? The people's data? Like, that's normally a good thing, right? Why is it a bad thing now? Because
0: it's going to the people who hold the key to that encryption, and no one else. Okay. Everything on... Basically, your phone is being cloned to someone else who holds the key and and anyone who tries to get a peek into there only gets a very limited amount of time before everything's rearranged you think people should be able
1: to peek in more i'm not
0: saying people should be able to peek in i'm saying they shouldn't be collecting that much data in the first place they shouldn't be collecting so much data that the u.s government is thinking of banning it they're collecting so much information with such a tight uh, level of security uh, that you almost question why yeah why are you collecting so much, and why are you being Fort Knox level security about this? Why is it under such high government level uh, security?
1: Right. Okay. So it's less of the social media. It's more if of it's if it's a if it's a company. Right. Now, should we have a different approach on governments collecting data as opposed to? private
2: companies see now that's that's the crux of the issue when it comes to like doing any sort of business with china because there is really no separation between business and the government it's all mixed yeah Yeah. you can't really have that conversation all businesses in the end are supposed to be for the betterment of the nation is is the idea Mm
1: -hmm. in what in china or all? all in china Yeah, yeah. With communist countries, it can be tough what we would, I guess, entrust to public companies here in America, knowing that something like data collection isn't necessarily being used in the the government's strategy on controlling its population or even intelligence against other countries. That's the risk, right?
2: There's like a huge separation between government and local business here. That's why like a bunch of people got in trouble during when the pandemic broke out and these congressmen were making deals in the stock market based on what they were hearing on inside deals. This is called inside dealing. That's like mm-hmm. morally reprehensible in the United States. Well, in China, all information is used for the
0: government. And is TikTok... Uh, Chinese-owned. Yeah. Again, as you brought up, that those are some of the initial concerns of why a company like this exists in the first place. Like, okay, Chinese-owned company. You know, it, you can automatically assume that there is isn't too much of a separation between the company and the government, um, or at least that the government has people in the company. You know, making it better, yeah. enriching it for the
2: nation. You may have like completely innocent people working there who are just like wanting to do you yeah
0: yeah They're, they're they're good at their job they're yeah they need a job they want a job they're good at this job they're they're doing good and they take pride in their work but you also have the government inside of the company doing who knows what because they won't let you look at it
2: well i mean like just as like here in america ceos have to make the um their investors and the the stakeholders happy the people who the ceos in china have to make the the their investors namely the government happy you know and so like Mm -hmm. at some point in time there's a conversation from an employee to a government official at some point in time reporting that's happening yeah just as there are ceos having conversations with you know investors and stakeholders and board members those conversations are happening
0: Yeah, again, but it all comes down to, like, the things
2: that make China China
0: and how much data they are collecting.
2: I think, unfortunately, the ignorance of the population, of the populace, has been, like, taken advantage of, especially with this upsurge of technology. I I was saying to you earlier, like, Tom from MySpace never sold anyone's information, you know? (laughs) Like, it was just a beautiful thing on the internet, and... Once people found out just how much money could be made, data is now a commodity. Off of, yeah, data has become a commodity, that it has changed so much. It is like robbed the innocence of so many different parts of the internet. Oh, yeah. With the kind of manipulation that goes on on Facebook, the intentionally fake articles that are posed as news just pumped out in sh- by sheer numbers, hoping to just have the exposure of their headlines sway people's opinions. In, in elections and other who else knows what other things have been swayed due to the zealous headlines that have been made by bots mm-hmm. or by people who are intentionally have malicious intent that are have their own agenda
1: yeah you don't think it's a service advertising is helping me understand existence of products that are going to make my life better (laughs) so like by reading my by reading my google searches it knows the kind of products i could be looking for and then it shows them to me the next day
0: yeah at that at that level it's you know it almost it's it's fine it almost sounds fine but everyone takes it a step further people take it a step further the robots don't you're right they don't they show you what you want and they're designed for their purpose but it's the people behind those robots who always take it a step further so they can build a better robot that makes more money at the expense of something at some point it becomes too, at too much of an expense for certain individuals for people like like what how me give me an example i mean this isn't going to be like a, a negative example per se but like the target bot that figured out a woman was pregnant before she even knew she mm. was pregnant oh, yeah. and the chick was like in her teens or something and her like dad was a family member yeah, yeah I, I remember that yeah, so. yeah, yeah um you know again but that's At at the expense of that level of privacy. Now, you might say, well, it's it's a good thing because she got shown these things. But I think if we were to drag those scenarios out, I think we could find scenarios where it's not a good thing. Where that sort of information isn't something... Again, when left to the bots, fine, sure, whatever. They're they're just going to get better at showing you things. But when you give it to people, it can be used for malicious intent. It can be used to control people. Oh, yeah. Because you trust that the bot shows you what you want. So... If you trust the bot so much, well, then the people behind the bot say, well, we know what you want. We'll show them this. And then now you believe you want this because the bot's shown you this.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, it's like a huge service to the country because we just need to keep the money moving. <laughs> it's the only way we're going to survive. So, like, this advertising is so important. People need It's important people have things that they want to buy or else, uh, you
0: know, everything will fall flat. I mean, sure. But again, when, when left to the bots alone, it works. It, it would work like that if programmed to, to work like that. But, again, it's, it's not left to the bots. It's people. The people take it because people are
1: greedy fucks. So it sounds like that data is going to be there regardless, right? We've gone too far to, like, stop the data being there. But, like, what are people using the data for that we would consider, like, well, that's crossing a line? Okay.
2: Okay. Can, can I give you an example of that? Knowing exactly where you expect things to be on a screen... Let's say I'm creating malware, right? And I'm trying to get some malware on your computer to get you to call me so I can try to convince you your computer's broken and you pay me an absurd amount of money so that I can uninstall malware on your computer. And if I can figure out exactly what you expect the right icons to look like, if you can collect the, the data from all the website, like, what's the most attractive font that people like what's the most common location for these prompts to be where do people click on those things you know and then you figure all that out and then you set out to put your malware out and you set it in the right place you get the right font you do all that and then hopefully you get enough people to click on it and call you
1: right okay and so like the the studying or research of like the best, most optimal user interface is like a really common department in a lot of companies, a lot of tech companies, and so it seems like a malware company would just be using
0: that, right? Yeah. One thing that can One thing that can also happen is, sure, the bots are collecting your information, your data, whatever, whatever, whatever. But someone hacks into the database, collects that information, scoops it, black market, sells it. Now someone uses it to, and someone uses the data even if it's a limited amount of data, to try to penetrate the defenses of your accounts. Well, let's say you forgot a this account that you created 10 years ago with a very weak password, but it's connected to your Google somehow or it's connected to your Facebook or it's connected to something else, because yeah. it always is. And they hack into that. And now they've now they have more information. Now they have personal information. Now they have your information. They move from there to another password, another account. Now they have your email. They, they already have a password that they worked out, so now they're gonna go try that password on other things. See how your security is on that. Yeah. Because most people use only a couple passwords. But that's where that level of data collection shouldn't be a thing other than for immediate purpose of learning bots and then disposed of once that information you know, is learned. Once the necessary components of that information are gathered from the bot, it should be destroyed, gone, deleted, erased.
1: Okay, so we have a tool, which is the concept of the data gathering. And we have a minority of groups of people that are using that for intentions that we don't necessarily approve of. How do we address that? Like is
0: you don't suggest we take we stop gathering data altogether, right? I I think we're too far to stop gathering data altogether. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's for sure. You're right.
2: So can you imagine an app that is collecting a bunch of data, right? And so in order to see what they could possibly doing with data, you will have to see what they're taking. So imagine if you could not see that data, you couldn't tell what they're doing with it. You don't, you can't even see what they're collecting. That would be like suspicious, right? I
1: I would just assume that people in the industry would just, they would know what could be done, whatever type of data is being collected, right?
2: it all depends on what like the users agree to the
1: users
0: don't i mean lawfully they agree but no one is reading that
2: i mean but that's how the law works yeah and
0: i'm gonna be honest i've actually started reading or at least skimming through a lot of them just because i've started figuring out some of the keywords i'm looking for or some of the key phrases and in certain sections so i'm not saying i read like the whole thing but i definitely skim through them a lot harder now looking for certain words
2: and phrases A certain amount of transparency would be okay from a company. Like if I have a website and I let all my users know, yeah, I'm collecting your data for keystrokes and you know, all that, I want to figure out a better way to make my website more efficient and whatnot. But then if I start selling that, you know, I would want to be transparent about that as well. Yeah. And that could lead
0: to accidentally selling a password. Yeah are we confident that their
1: data belongs to them? No, oh, I mean, it kind of doesn't... The spawner of the data. So essentially, people are interacting technologically somehow mm-hmm. with a tool developed by somebody, right? And so they're giving that tool information within the interaction. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the core ideas, like, property is, like, a hu- huge conversation in the physical world with- within governments, and the whole data collection aspect is kind of relatively new. And So we, it seems like... The idea of property is to be applied to the data, especially if it's being sold. The idea of property,
2: yeah. And I don't own my keystroke information. Apparently, apparently the website Google owns it and can sell it.
1: Like if you type your, if I type my name Joe in a website, and then I and then I type in some characters for a password, I've I've given that told I've like given that system that information. Yes. It needs there needs to be some like rules or else like it's impossible to give up any important information. Like there needs to be some sort of trust in order to do things technologically efficiently.
2: Yeah. That is being taken advantage of.
1: Right. And so what do you think the solutions of that are? Like
0: it shouldn't be sold for profit. If data is being collected, it should be used for the company's purpose of improving whatever the hell they want to improve with their AI or whatever, which will gain them more profit. However, comma, it should not be sold for profit, neither the product they produce nor the information
2: they gather. So, question, Victor. Yep. What? Well, let's say I'm developing some software. Maybe I'm making a, like a search engine, right? And I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna uh, buy Bing and Google's data. You know, I want to buy their keystrokes. I want to buy all that shit from them because I want to make a fucking a better uh, search engine. Mm-hmm. Should I be able to do that as an entrepreneur? Can't I? make that endeavor possible like why should that entrepreneurial avenue be closed off to me
0: because they're private businesses they don't they don't have to share their information with anybody
2: well i mean they don't have to are you saying the company is that what you said
0: yeah like google being like any kind of private company that's that's their personal property so and this is going to sound fucking i don't know high horsey um in the interest of assuming that we're too far gone to stop data collection that a company will collect data that it should not be allowed to be sold or the product produced with it sold for profit or for for any sort of gain at all. It should be the sole property of the company that produced it and the sole property of them alone. If the company goes under, the product goes under. But they're not allowed to use that data to create new products? No, they can create new products. again. But again, that those new, those new products have been the sole property of that company. They're not allowed to sell it. Now, granted, if they were to take the the data from it and then strip that without any information collected into a new system and create a new bot that could perform at that level without any of that data, sure, because it's essentially it's a new thing that can just perform better. It's a new product that performs better with no information or data on it or about it. Or it's essentially just it is better because it thinks better, because it knows better. It's essentially how the how the teacher learner bots work.
1: Okay, think about this. Uh, I own a company yep. and I've created a product and it's, it's doing well, but uh, I believe that collecting some data on how my users interact with my product will help me make a better product and ultimately more profits. However, I'm not too savvy at data collection, so I would like to employ a other, uh, data collection company to do that piece for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and outsource that that specialized task. No, yeah. it sounds like that is something that you like. You wouldn't like to see
0: companies that just collect data, organize it, and sell it. Well, you no, know, so if, if again, this is where it goes back to. If they if they use that data. To create a product that then gives them information and insight on how to improve another company in a consultational sort of manner. Um, you know, hey, you know, this is we. This is how your bot could perform better. These are the you know, instead of looking for these parameters, focus in on these parameters. Instead of having this of sort of rotational web crawler, you need a web a rotational web crawler that also includes these search functions as well. But without giving them their product that they use to produce that information. Okay and then that information that is collected is then destroyed as long as you can again this is where my ignorance really f- comes to light that I, as long as you can use that information in a way to produce a better bot that isn't connected to that information remaining so think
1: then having data left over from previous projects is now some sort of paraphernalia
0: Yeah, because you're collecting personal information about another person, and if you plan to sell that product for any sort of gain at all, it needs to not be connected to data collected from other people. Okay. It needs to be able to perform the function, but without the data collection behind it. Okay, so another hypothetical I'm assuming you would not agree with is a
1: company that that captures data has been monitoring uh, health records of individuals but the information they're receiving is like transcribed so like they don't know the actual person but they just have cases of like this person suffers from this or so and so or like <laughs> um now they use that they want to use that data to sell to a pharmaceutical company to say hey uh we actually need we actually there's room to improve the products that help treat this disease because so many people are having it and uh, the results have not been like good enough they want, to sell the, they want to sell that data to that pharmaceutical company to then kind of no. like prompt them to, no, no. shouldn't be do that. Don't agree with that. Not
0: for profit. I, I disagree with the whole idea of the pharmaceutical company, first of all. I disagree with the idea that it would be sold to them for profit. And that's just based on pharmaceuticals shouldn't be for profit. Human life and human wellness shouldn't be a, an industry that is for profit. It should be given that we're alive and that we're going to do the fucking best we can for each other. Under all the circumstances we have, to give everyone the best life that they can and not try to make the most money off of it as possible.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, that's beautiful, but like, this is America.
0: Right, but yeah, exactly. This is America. That's, you know, it's a very American way of doing
1: it. I think it's deeper than America, honestly. I don't think that we have enough empathy even to organize our societies like that. Like, I, I think America especially is special. It's a positive thing because we've hyper incentivized people to go out of their way to create things. If pharmaceutical companies didn't have that, we might. I think it could potentially stunt, like.
2: Oh, no, yeah, there's definitely lots of incentivization here, but I think the worst parts of America are that people's wellness and health and well being are entrepreneurial pursuits that are people make you know take advantage of like we're okay with throwing people out on the street because you know they can't afford their house we're okay with telling people to leave a hospital because they don't have insurance we're okay with people just who are starving because they can't afford to buy their own food it's you know because someone has to be able to make a buck off of those entrepreneurial avenues that's why we have those. Problems.
0: Yeah, and I think that also um, with your, the example you gave, Joe, it, it assumes that there aren't people who are passionate about it already. That grandma died of this disease, and that's why I'm a doctor further advancing research and medicine, not because of profit, but because I don't want anyone else to ever suffer from this thing. Yeah, you could find some cases that way. I think you'd find a lot of cases if, if it was more incentivized to be that way. If the barriers to entry weren't so goddamn high for some professions and things because of the because of the money that can be made in it. A lot of like doctor, you know it's almost like you need to have a lot of money to become a doctor to make a lot of money. Oh yeah. There's also a lot to learn. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. That's yeah, you know, by no means do I want to discredit any doctor or nurse or any medical professional who has learned uh, you know, critical life saving intro- life saving information and all that good shit. It's it's amazing. However comma, it's a lot of fucking money to do that.
1: Right. And I think there's a difference between a. And if you had a lot of money, it would be easier. Yeah. I think there's a difference between like having a social safety net and then like also. So I guess what I'm thinking about is like, I could imagine people, I could imagine a system where people don't have money, could be provided food and shelter, but I wouldn't expect everyone to just be provided shelter. Uh, and no, mo- nobody is making money off of providing people shelter, right? Do you, do you think that should be the case or no?
0: I think everyone should be provided shelter. I think it would be easy. Rent free think you can build barrack style shelters in which you have people taking care of other people. you have you have medical professionals on staff. I think it's possible. I think I don't think it's a, even a far-fetched idea. I just think it's there's no profit in it, so no one wants to do it. No,
2: the problem is is there's a lot of profit in it and they don't there's no profit in that in, in what you're saying. You're right, but like there's profit in it doing it this way and doing it the prison system which yeah exactly
1: and so profit often like incentivizes things to be done as efficiently as possible and i think the one what you'll the argument you'll you find frequently is that people don't trust the government to do things efficiently so like that's well and,
0: and my argument against that would be you have companies who buy up uh, more efficient patents and designs and then destroy them so that their their way of making money and doing things is the efficient is the quote-unquote efficient way it's an artificial created efficiency versus the most efficient way to do it the best way to do it okay. so run that by me one more time I kind of missed it there, there are companies who buy up patents and ideas um, that are better than you know how they do business um, car companies engine making mm. companies and then they, they either lock those designs away or destroy them so that way they can't be used yeah and that would be, that would then be, again, you know, it's not, that's not the most efficient way of doing it. They've created an artificial, artificial efficiency.
1: Yeah, so they like, they've stunted the efficiency of the industry so they could remain uh, relevant. No, I, I don't, there's no way around that not being a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I, this, I think at a certain point, we should, we should figure out a maximum wage, a, a maximum amount of money you're allowed to have. After that, <laughs> you did it. You're, I saw a great idea. I think it was on, it was on the internet somewhere. But it was like once you hit that amount of money, you lose your right to vote. Because because you can always get your right to vote back again. Just don't have that much money. <laughs> That's funny.
2: Because <laughs> uh, you've already succeeded in the the old paradigm. Now you have to come back and succeed in the new one. Yeah, it's
0: like at that much money, you literally don't really have to care about laws. Like your your opinion honestly doesn't. Really matter. You're rich. We don't fucking care what you have to say, honestly. Fuck off. Go be rich.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about Amazon and.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Go, just go fuck off. We don't care. But
1: he, he provided a wonderful service. We, we agree to that. Right? He provides
0: a service at the cost of human life, essentially, but yeah. I, I will agree that it is, it is wonderful. Yeah. What What's the cost that you, that you think of? People are treated as machines and expected to run and work as machines, uh, timed essentially to the the maximum level of efficiency that humans can possibly work at in their in that environment and if they fall short of that they get you know negative consequences right
1: and so they have invested resources in determining what is like the most work output they could get out of an individual yeah yeah no doubt but they are also in order to keep their business running they have to compete with other jobs around them and the pay needs to be appropriate like no one is forced to stay in a job how do you think they like
0: yes no no yes some people some people yeah they are not forced by the you know nine millimeter fucking pistol to their head but they're forced by the fact that they can't they can't take time off they can't take the two weeks even if they had another job lined up ready to go they can't take those two weeks to wait for a paycheck so
1: you, you say that people just get caught in that job
0: Right. They, they literally can't get out because they cannot afford the two-week cap without a paycheck. Or they work so so much and or work such hours in that job, they can't get another job started.
1: I guess the, the best, then the best case scenario, I guess, is to not perform to their expectations, to be fired, to then get an unemployment, to then find another job, right? That's the
2: path out? No, you can't be fired and collect unemployment. Really? You have to be laid off or furloughed. Oh. Yeah, and you can't, like make that happen. Yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> yeah, those are the only ways you get unemployment. Being fired or quitting doesn't qualify you. Yeah, it's 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 only for people who are laid off or furloughed due to, like, company-like seizures or foreclosures or bankruptcies and whatnot. Yeah. It's to protect those people whose fault it, of their, it wasn't of their own that got them in that position. That's what unemployment's for. It's not for someone who's in between jobs.
1: Yeah, and I guess so what will end up happening in the long run would probably be if Amazon is just that hole of I shouldn't have been in here to begin with that that should catch word and you know, they would have to change in order to be
2: remain relevant. I mean, they would have to automate that business. Yeah, I'm sure they are. They're working on it. Yeah, I mean, but the the issue is, is that Jobs are are an important thing in the economy. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. At a certain point, it's going to become way more profitable to just have the robots and not have people. Yeah, right. And you think that'll be a good thing?
1: That they will make Amazon more of a service and less of a cost? Or
0: I think in a in the vacuum world in which friction doesn't exist and air resistance isn't a thing, yes. But in a world where our government can't even respond properly to you know current situations, it, I don't. I have faith that they'll be able to cast a wide enough net to catch anybody really who falls falls in the gaps of being replaced by a robot right you can't expect coal miners and truck drivers to be computer engineers and robot designers that's that's just not a thing that happens oh yeah some of them will sure fuck yeah they're great all of them are but like some of them, that's that's all they know that's all they've been doing they're, yeah it's their life and you're gonna replace it with a truck that drives itself because you know it's cheaper and safer
1: yeah the trucking business is a really good example like the average the average uh, age of that industry has just been going up every every year.
0: Yeah, you get some old fuckers in there, and they're not they're not going to go to school and learn new skills. And yeah,
1: just... we'll just in decrease the uh, the age of retirement. The people that that are just kind of too far in their lives to like go and learn a new career. Maybe it's fifty.
0: Hey. Yeah, but what about the people who had to work there, who had to work all the way till they were sixty-five to get their retirement? Because that was the law. Now you've pissed them off.
2: Mm, I mean, sucks to suck. I mean, like when they made disability, it sucks for all the people who worked till they were seventy. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: we should never have free college because I had to pay that bill.
0: <laughs> exactly. See how <laughs> arrogant that is. <laughs> oh, that's uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't divert the trolley because it's unfair to the people it already killed on the track.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't think that'll be that. That probably won't be what prevents us from moving in that direction, but robots are going to change a lot of things. I'm, I'm I, I expect the work week will be affected, like first. Like the, the 40 hour work week is kind, it's kind of an American thing. Yeah. Uh, if you look at a lot of other countries' average hours worked a week, America is definitely on the higher side. There's some 26 hours, there's some 30 hours, and 32, 35. America's yeah. like 38 or something, or something, something like that.
2: Don't worry. Just kind of bringing it back a little bit about the idea of potentially closing off entrepreneurial pursuits or capping entrepreneurial pursuits. I think that for so much of humanity, the paradigm that we've operated under is the, the acclimation of like particular resources like water, food, and shelter for so for so long those three things have been like the cornerstones of like success and uh, i think for so long we've just been so used to just doing that and so much of our society is lagged because a large percentage of the population struggles to maintain those three things and i think the argument is if we could mitigate that we could see you know society excel in in some of the more luxurious parts of life that we now find ourselves occupying like we we're definitely occupying this sphere of like entertainment and art much more
1: should we have more people there you hmm? should have more people in the entertainment industry
2: yeah i th- i think it would be great those are the spheres that people mainly occupy once they've already you know finished their you know accumulation of the first three things i mean you know people have their their passions and the things that they do that are specific to them but when it comes to enrichment of the experience it's sharing experiences with other human beings but it's also taking in what other people have and a lot of that is music and art and you know yeah I, I, would, I would like to see humanity move to a realm where those are the things that, you know, occupy our time and space way more than anything. I mean, we just spend so much time worrying about oil and water, and <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous. I think those are uh, logistical issues that, give when given enough scrutiny and with enough fairness that can be figured out relatively simply.
1: I guess the we we kind of have a history of empires and societies being here and and falling away and and things being done differently and it's not like the human race is on the same page on how people should be governed in a variety of different environments. So I just don't, it's probably not as simple as you might think to get everyone on board with the same objectives. And that's why democracy seems to be like the best thing we've had so far.
2: It's not that I have any particular objectives I'd like anyone to focus on. I would like people to, a, a paradigm for for the, the landmark of success to be to be changed. I don't want it to be a, no longer the acclamation of, you know, water food, and shelter. I think we can handle those things for everyone. And then once we, th- there's so much competition in those three spheres, you see, and it's unnecessary. I think once we can move into a different, different sphere of competition, let's continue to compete in you know the other spheres i was talking about music art you know and some of the more luxurious things that we've now been able to to have access to in in modern society and in later age like i said because we spend so much time competing on those other things that so many people miss out in ever participating or ever competing in those other spheres you know and so i think it'd be best to abandon those entrepreneurial pursuits that take advantage of the necessary human existence and survival like any sort of entrepreneurial pursuit that leads to a moral plight of like leaving someone you know hungry or on the on the streets or having you know it's just so strange that we have like 70 year old ladies like checking people out at walmart oh yeah it's just I wouldn't want my grandmother having to do that, you know, to be able to live wherever she's living. Yeah,
1: it's tough. Um, I mean, I would just say, like, those, the competition of all those other things that are happening, you know, simultaneously alongside...
2: Yeah, yeah, no, but my, what I'm saying is that we should, because we were talking earlier about, you know, perhaps getting rid of the... (coughs) The ability to make money off of uh sharing data if we were to stop the ability to make money off of you know people who are hungry people who needed water and people who needed shelter um we could move on to other things
1: now do you recommend that like everything that falls into those categories falls under that philosophy or just the minimum needed for survival in this day like Obviously, we can't give everyone temperpedic mattresses, but people will still want temperpedic mattresses. Right?
2: So, I I think what what would be great is if we were to take advantage of the charitable nature that exists in humanity and to provide some bare necessities and whatever's appropriate in each field, and then allow entrepreneurs to do their thing and make better quality products that. Once a person has the bare essentials, can do whatever it is they can to enrich themselves to have access to those higher quality items.
0: Yeah, I think at that point I would I would accept it more if we were in this in this situation in society. Um, if you're somebody who doesn't have those items, but you've been alive for a while and been around for a while, then I it's more easy to say well, that's your fault. You have all of the you have the you know basic essentials provided for you. All you need to do at this point is do the thing, do your own work to improve yourself to improve your situation versus doing everything you can to stay in your current, just to stay at zero. Yeah. Like in the current environment.
1: Yeah. So you can give people the basic tools physically to move their life forward, but you can't always give them the basic tools mentally.
2: Right, right. I, you say that now because we live in a society where <laughs> we we handle mentally ill patients by putting them in padded rooms and by beating them with nightclubs. Like we don't <laughs> we don't have like a, a service for mental health in the modern world. It's not it's not <laughs> it's not something well, I'm that saying re-
1: it's never been done efficiently. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's not just oh, give everyone mental health. It's more like well, how do we go about
2: doing? This? I think part of the uproar that we're seeing and some of the riots and such is that we want. Want to see some of the responsibility that the police take on with dealing with mental health issues in the country having have some of that money and some of that funding go to some other service i don't know what you want to call it i don't know what it would be but something to help mental health in this country
1: yeah but you don't see a lot of people actually asking for that
2: well i'm not like a lot of people <laughs> Oh no! I don't. I think we should be proponents for better ideas. I think we should create new institutions to alleviate the responsibility that we put on police because it's just not fair for for us to expect them to do all that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's I think that's the core argument of defund the police. It's not like we don't want to take away all your money. You just you shouldn't be responding to mental health cases. You shouldn't be responding to things that that another profession actually does better than you do or can do
2: they handle all the shittiest things they handle all the substance use they handle all the mental health issues they handle i mean you can argue that all domestic issues like that can fall under mental health there's a reason why he's beating his wife you know well
1: any any action can be traced back to that for sure
2: oh yeah for sure but I think the police should be, like, delegated to a certain thing, like, you know, the end product of, like, dealing with murders or thefts, you know, not just everything, traffic, and, you know, <laughs> and the most serious things as well. Yeah,
1: so the thing about the police is that they're proactive to creating safety, you know, it's it's not like people committing crimes are coming into them and telling them, hey, I'm gonna, this bank's gonna need help, you know, so we need someone to, like... Phys- like make it physically possible for, for someone to receive mental help, right? And so like if there's a domestic issue happening, the police are s- still should be involved because there could be some physical danger there.
0: Or they could have just a better program where instead of sending over just Joe, Joe Schmoe in the blue uniform today, we're sending over him and the domestic abuse advocate social worker for person we're sending over the people who need to go along with a police officer in case things get fucking ugly this is the problem i run into a lot
1: when thinking about these things is this like with the police and specifically is it's like uh the police is like one part of this system of this system that isn't efficient that we would like to change but in order for the police to shine in the way that we need them to shine so many other things need to be changed. And then when you go about trying to make large changes to societies, there's lots of immediate friction. Like there's never a clean way to do it. And so we kind of like live in this paradox where America is great because it's it's difficult to drastically change it. Uh, but we are in need of drastically changing it. But drastically changing it is very risky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it, I feel there's, I don't know if it's just, you know, Certain aspects of the internet that I occupy, but I feel like there's just this growing unease and uh, acceptance for violence, and like you know, people a are revolution accepting type. It or they're they're willing to invoke it. Yes, yeah, I, both. Just a growing, a growing feeling of that. I don't want to say like ah, oh, it's happening, revolutions on the horizon, but like I just feel this growing unease and this growing acceptance that violence might be the answer we have to do. Or that might be you know violence is an answer is an acceptable answer in this case which is an entirely different topic or entirely different discussion on whether or not it's acceptable at this point i think most of us typically agree that
1: least amount of violence's use is the best but the thing is is like we all have our own perspective on things and that we don't all share it and so one person's vision isn't necessarily another person's vision, and the world right now is like extremely complex. So, whenever we're like shooting for this, some sort of revolution, it's definitely a step into the dark.